Hi, and welcome to This Full Life, a platform dedicated to inspirational conversation, courageous individuals, and my desire to learn more about the world I live in. I'm Tara Davis. So I went to Santa Cruz for an incredible, incredible three-day journey of women rocking business, and it was so, so profound on so many levels. I went with a dear girlfriend, well, Julie Guthrie. She's been on here on our podcast so many times. And I invited her to go with me to experience this tribe of women that I have been working with to really create my business and get myself out in the world in the biggest way that I can. And to do that as women, we need that support system and that incredible surrounding of energy of our tribe. And so I am taking these courses with a particular group of women and at the in the middle of this online journey that I've been doing we had an a live retreat 3 days on the coast in Santa Cruz like literally the place where we met every single day was right on the boardwalk on um on the beach and so there was so there were 500 women like 496 women from I don't know how many countries represented in this gathering and we were all gathering with the same intention of receiving and giving support and love and guidance and encouragement and receiving for ourselves more of the same and from the earthly standpoint of bringing our business more into the world and honing in on the particular skills that we as individual women have to bring forth into the world. And so that was my intention, was to go and learn more about how to, from a logistical standpoint, bring people in. How do I speak in those particular languages that allow people that let people know what it is that I do? What are all the aspects of my business that I really want to bring forward and receive all of that back, that love and support and guidance back for myself and for my business? And so I didn't even realize when I got there, the magnitude of what it was that I would receive and learn. I grew so much in three days, it was nuts. (laughs) And so there were so many connections. And of course, I have a really outgoing personality. And I have a big personality and I have a personality full of love and energy. And so I was just really connecting with a lot of these women that I have been part of these um, group coaching calls, like we can all see our faces on the screen. There's been, gosh, over 100 women in this particular uh, group that I'm in. And so I see them every week on our coaching calls. And so to see them in person was fantastic. 
And it was such a great connection. There was so much learning to be done. We were there every day, the three days at nine o'clock. Um, one day we were done at 6.30, the next day it was 9.30, and the next day it was 5.30. And as you well know, if you have attended any kind of intensive training, be it one day, three days, five days, there's so much to take in. Your body and your brain just become saturated and you just become zombified. And so anyway, it was incredible and intense. And oh, yes, back to my personality. So here's what I've learned. My one of my sisters helped me to define this a couple of days ago, I was talking about my experience. And then she was sharing. So as for as big of a personality that I have, and as much as I love to be with people, and even with big groups of people. When I got up on that stage, I was the first up on stage. She wanted um, someone to help her uh, kind of go through a coaching scenario. And of course, I like jumped up and pretty much put myself right on the stage, which was super fun. But what I also realized was I love to be in really big groups of people that are my tribe. It's a particular group of people that I want to be around. And when you put me on stage, literally in the spotlight with a microphone, it was very different. (laughs) It was a very different experience. So that's something that I'm going to be growing into because that's where I want to be, is right up there coaching and mentoring and giving all of the wisdom and information that I have learned. But it was such a different experience. We had amazing speakers. I mean, our Sage Levine was our goddess that led us throughout the three-day experience. And she also brought in several keynote speakers that were pertinent to whatever module we were on for, you know, the first, for those couple of hours. And so one of them was Ocean Robbins. Oh. I love him. (laughs) Um, As you know, if you follow me, I am a plant-based eater at heart, and I just love what it feels like in my body. Anyway, that's a whole nother podcast, but I'm a plant-based eater. And Ocean Robbins has an incredible following worldwide um, on his Food Revolution Network. (coughs) Excuse me, you can find that dot com um, online. And he is just an enormous proponent for plant-based eating and all of the reasons why it is contributing to so many health benefits. Um, again, you can look him up at foodrevolutionnetwork.com. And so his energy was so amazing. His energy was so sweet and soft and gentle and incredibly powerful and knowledgeable and wise at the same time. We had a panel discussion as well. um, And this was the first time I had heard of this woman, Sark, S-A-R-K. She had enormously gorgeous, long, gray-white hair, straight And it was so interesting because her presence was 
filling the room and she wasn't even saying a word. Uh, she had so much wisdom to give. I loved hearing from her. We had a woman who has created and off the top of my head, I wish I would have written it down. I don't remember her name, but she has created World Pulse, the World Pulse organization. And I'm saying that pulse as in your heartbeat pulse, World Pulse. And she came to speak to us on what the World Pulse is. It's a social organization connecting tens of thousands of women from 190 countries who are, who log on online, who speak out and who collaborate to make great change. They are impacting millions of lives. Her premise is when women are heard and connected, they can transform the world for the better. They are in such a mission to create a world where all women thrive. And so this is an online global community where women from all over the world log on to the website of World Pulse and get support, no matter if they're in Iran, Pakistan, anywhere in the world. And we got to live stream with a woman in Pakistan who has created an organization, a school for girls. And she has been targeted. She has been, I think, beat up. I know she has. Um, So many times. And she continues again to continually rise back up and keep going to maintain that space that she has for women in Pakistan in this all-girls school. And it was so incredibly overwhelming and motivating to hear her story and to hear how she continues to be so devoted to her mission on this planet. It was just so touching. And so I finally think I have found what my clarity is around my coaching. So I have been coaching women in big groups, in one-on-one, in small groups. I have been doing this 15 years, actually more than that. And when I started my for real coaching business, like for years and years and years, I would coach women and not realize that I was coaching them. (laughs) And then I realized this is really fun and it's really easy and it comes very naturally to me. And so I continued to do it. And then I decided to do it as a business because I thought this is something I am really good at and this is something I want to continue in the world. And so I continued for several years coaching and being a mentor for women. And then when I started this program to become more present in what I'm doing and to be able to offer more of what I'm doing, it was an incredible challenge for me because then all of a sudden I had to narrow down who are these women? Like, are they women of children? Are they working women? Are they married women? Are they divorced women? Are they single women? Who are these women that I coach and what is that subject? What is that main area that I coach them on? 
I froze <laughs> because I had to start looking back then and think, okay, well, who are these women? What is it that these women come to me for? So then I had to start reaching out to the women that I've coached and say, could you please tell me what it is that you get from me? <laughs> I had to like really sit and think what it is that I had coached them on, like what particular issue or problem that they were going through. What was I coaching them on? And what was the common denominator in this group of women? And so I was still going into last week's retreat in Santa Cruz. I was still really soupy on... I know what the results are. I know what these women come from and where they go to in the coaching process. And as we work together, our results are amazing. But I was still really soupy on what it was that I was bringing to the world. And so as I went through this workshop and did more exercises and I had some personal one-on-one coaching with with one of the um with one of the coaches there it started to become more clear on what my gift is in the coaching arena you know some people coach women in business some people coach moms like we like I had just mentioned and so I got really clear on my niche and so my niche and I just wanted to kind of share a little bit with you about it because I need to practice <laughs> what it is that I'm saying and I'm kind of proud that I just finally figured out that piece. I mentor women in relationship to communicate, to learn to be clear and have clarity around the way that they communicate, I help them in their relationship with their partner, communicate in a way that allows them to get what they need, to honor themselves, to honor their partnership, and to honor their partner's needs. So it has really occurred to me that I mentor women on how to speak their truth and how to find that truth. It's a really incredible journey when we start unpacking and unfolding into we really freaking matter. Like every, all my desires matter. And so I realized that my, the women that I have coached have always been, I should say, nine times out of 10 are in relationship. They are in relationship with women. They are in relationship with men. They've just all been in relationship. And by and large, most of them have have struggles with speaking their truth with having really clear communication. And so that's what I realized that my gift was that I am a really good communicator. Like I have taken all of these courses and have certifications on a myriad of different types of communication. And so in my own relationship, I strive to be a really clear communicator. And so that is my gift. That's my gift to the world for right now. And so I'm learning to 
own that. And as I say these words to you, it feels really good to own that I am a really good communicator. And that's what my gift is right now in the world is to mentor women in relationship, to communicate with clarity and purpose with themselves and with their partners in a way that allows them to get what they need to honor themselves, to honor their partners, and to honor the relationship. That feels good. (laughs) And so I was so thankful, beyond thankful, for those three days. And so I was so thankful that my girlfriend and I, Julie, that went with, decided to sign up for an entire year-long journey with with a group of women who were doing the same thing. Not all 500 women signed up for the year-long package. And so I can tell you that signing up with a group of women, I think there's probably a hundred of us who are doing this year-long program, and there may be more. Um, but to sign up with a group of women who are dedicated and focused on the same thing as you, as supporting you and being supported, there is such an incredible synergy and commitment and sisterhood around it. I've never felt the palpable support from women that I have right now. I've never felt that before. And to feel it is one of the most amazing feelings. So as I sit here in my bedroom slash office at my desk, I can still still feel the sense of support and love and dedication from all of those women, although none of them are with me physically right now. It's so motivating to be in that space and that energy and to know that at any given moment, I can reach out to any of these sisters and say, I have had the best day ever. I can also say I have just had the shittiest day ever. Let's talk through this and help me please find that space of being okay with how everything has gone down. (laughs) And so I just can't say enough about finding your tribe, about finding the tribe of women who give you that goddess love and energy and support. And if you're a man who's listening to this, finding those guys who really relate to you and support you and know you and see you for what you are. And so, yeah, it was three full days and I felt like I had a hangover. (laughs) I didn't even drink anything. Like, whoo. Yeah, I, um, and sometimes like, well, each night, Julie and I had gone out to get something to eat and then right to our hotel because, and some of the other women had invited us to go out with them and like to grab some, something to eat with them. But we just knew that we had to protect our energy. Like it was so full on that if I continued going, I would just be spent. And so we did. And I'm just so grateful that she is my partner on this journey because, We just get each other. You know, have you ever had that girlfriend or sister that just gets you to like your very core and sees you? 
that's Julie for me. Like she just, besides my sisters, <laughs> just gets me. And so it was so awesome to be with someone. And I so look forward to journeying with her this entire next year on this journey, because then again, we get to see each other three more times out in Santa Cruz because we have three live events um, throughout the year. And it's just an amazing feeling to belong to this tribe of women. Now switching gears. So from there, um, we drove to port or we drove to San Francisco and I got on a plane and transitioned to my youngest sister's house in Portland. She just had a baby and he was five weeks premature. He was in the NICU for several weeks and then finally came home. And so I got to go bask in my own joy and love of just being with all of these incredible women. And I also just needed space to let it filter through. I'm glad I had the opportunity to do something other than come right home and get back into that groove because I don't know that I would have taken the time to let everything filter through and land. And so going to see my brand new nephew who was almost six pounds by the time I got to him was the perfect place for me to be right then and there. I mean, I have had three boys of my own. My youngest is 17. So it's been 17 years since I was with a newborn. No, it hasn't. I was with my other sister's newborn. Oh, seven. So it's been seven years. <laughs> but just the reminder of so many aspects while I was there of I watched my sister being so, so present. You know, I recorded a podcast, gosh, it's been like a month, maybe two months ago, actually, on being in the present moment. It was a two-part series. It was so intense of being present. And I actually wrote like 10 pages of being present that I'm still, I think that's part of one of my workshops. Anywho. I watched her be so incredibly present with her baby, Sofian. Sofian is his name, Sophie. She was just with him every moment. And I'm sure in her mind, there were probably other things going on. Like, okay, I still need to, you know, do this chore and do that chore. But she, when she was holding him, she was holding him and she was looking at him. And she wasn't really talking about a lot of other things, or she didn't seem to have anxiety or any anxiousness about what else needed to be done. Because if you've ever had children, you'll remember that for those first, gosh, at least six months, not very much gets done. <laughs> and she didn't seem to care. She was just present with him and talking to him and smelling him. Can we just bottle that newborn smell, please? <laughs> and those newborn sounds of stretching and cooing and yawning and hiccups and the cries. Oh my God, there's nothing more divine. <laughs> 
And so I was reminded again of being present, being here right now with yourself, with whomever it is that's with you, with whoever you're communicating with, be it a friend, a partner, a lover, a child, being with that person and giving them your full attention. And don't think that means that your mind is still not going because we all have that. It means not being on your phone. It means not thinking of what you're going to say next. It means really checking in and being present right now and listening. Oh man, it was awesome. It was also a slower pace, which reminded me that things can get done. Just allow them. And it was really good to slow down for the time that I was there, it also allowed me to just be present with him and to give him so much love and my sister so much love and support and encouragement. It also gave me the space and I recognized also from being, from slowing down and being present, I recognized that when we do, we notice, we can notice all the little subtleties in our life. I realized as I was making some notes for this podcast that by me being fully present with him and slowing down, I did notice all those subtleties. I noticed his smell. I noticed the way that his one eyebrow will continually lift up like he's getting ready to say something, or I noticed the way that his lips pursed when he's full, when he's done eating, he kind of makes a puckered kissy face (laughs) and he's done eating. And so it's just allowing yourself to notice these little subtleties. So I invite you to notice the subtleties of your own body. Notice the subtleties of I mean, randomly, but when you're full, stop eating. When you've had enough of whatever it is that you're doing, stop. When you notice that you need something, figure it out instead of figure out in that moment, man, what is it that I need right now? And figure out how to get it rather than I don't know what I need. So I'm just going to turn on the TV, or I'm going to grab a drink, or I'm going to whatever it is that you do instead of figuring out in the moment. I mean, we all do this. We all try to skip over finding out what we need. And so such a fantastic reminder of the settled pieces. And if you have a partner or a child or children in your life, I really invite you to notice those subtleties that come from your partner and your child that are clues and signs for you to follow. Because I almost feel like sometimes we don't even have to speak, that we can just notice what's going on by the subtle clues coming from our world. If we're just tuned in, And if we just kind of get quiet inside and tune in, we can completely notice the subtleties that are already there 
that are cluing us in moment to moment on how to navigate our life, on how to listen, on how to respond to our life, on how we want to show up in our life. Man, the subtleties are so over not overrated. <laughs> we I think we forget, right? I think we forget the subtle pieces that are so there to guide us and lead us and teach us in our own lives. It was a great, great recheck for me to tune in and check out those subtleties. Something else that my sister and I really talked about was communication. So I was, you know, chatting with her about this is where I'm going. And I realized that communication is a part of my gift. I'm really a great communicator. And again, just saying that feels really good. It's taken me a while to own parts of my gifts. And for some reason, owning that I'm a good communicator has been challenging, but I know I am. And so as we talked about the topic of I am a good communicator, we realized she now has a responsibility not only to herself, but now to her child, like with the age that he is and until he's able to do so much on his own and be his own person, she is his advocate, right? She is the one who can help to mold and form his world, And so how are we willing, how are we going to show up for our children? How do we show up in that place of this is who I would love for my child to grow up and be? It starts right now for her. It starts for her from the perspective of how is she willing to let other people talk to her How is she willing to let other people talk to her child? What is she willing for her child to experience? What is she willing for others to say to her child? Because all of this will create the filter and the belief systems from which his world is formed. So if there's a lot of fear around this child, then that child will grow up knowing that this world is a place to be feared, or there might be paranoia, negativity. If she allows people around him that are positive, and again, we can't all just live in that bubble. But we have that choice to form this child's world. And so is she willing to bring in positivity and love? And what does that look like? What does that love look like? How is she going to form how she allows people to talk to her? So this is a great piece of communication in that she gets to become super clear. And I say this for all of us. We get to become super clear on who we are, what we are willing 
to let others say to us. And that's when we get to create boundaries. We get to become clear on our self-worth, how we represent ourselves in the world, how we show up in the world. So we get to become so clear because of our influence in our children's lives. We get to become so clear on how we show up. This is one of the biggest things that I love coaching women on is, are you really living that life that you want to live? Are you showing up in the world as half of yourself or as all of yourself? Are you settling? Are you settling in a relationship? Are you settling in a job? Are you settling for your friends? Or are you full on living and expecting what you desire? Because as women, for so long, we have just kind of taken the back seat and taken what we thought we would get, what we thought we deserved. And clearly in today's space, women are speaking out more and more and more every moment. I mean, it's like a moment by moment thing right now. And so we get to redefine what it looks like to be a woman right now. We get to look like we get to redefine what it looks like to be a mom, what it looks like to be a leader, a mentor, a coach, a sister, a wife, a mother, Like the palette is fresh and brand new. And that's what I love. I love to be able to hold women to the fire and say, is this all you want? Or is there more? Is there more that you want in your life? How can we help you? How can we support you in getting every single thing that your heart desires? And when you're a mom... The greatest job on the planet is raising your children. Like, I don't know that there's anything else. It makes me emotional every time I talk about it. I don't know that there's anything else that will ever compare to forming that human being that you brought into this world. And you are his advocate or her advocate. You are that child's advocate. And so as we look back, so take our own parenting as a great example I know we can look back and say, oh my gosh, if my parents only did this, or if they only didn't do this, then I wouldn't be like this. We get to shift that, right? We get to shift how we now see. So once we identify with, oh, well, that's kind of how I was raised. It's not really what I believe. It might have been someone else's belief. I'm ready to change that now. That's our job. That is our responsibility It's our generation's job to change that pattern, to change those beliefs, to show up full on in our power, to show up full on with who it is that we are and who it is that we're supposed to be in this world. And so what is the example that you bring forward for your children, for your friends, for other women around you? What's the example that you're bringing forth of what does it say when 
you allow others to treat you in a way that's not loving or caring or supporting. What is it saying? What is what example are you setting for yourself and for others? And so that I think I've already said this part of what I love to do is to coach women and to remind them of their glorious nature and what it is that they really get to deserve. And so our children watch us, don't they? I mean, they watch how we treat others. They watch how others treat us. And it's how they learn. They learn by our example. I mean, I think it's something like 80% is unspoken examples. It's how we show up in the world that they learn. So how are you showing up in the world? Are you showing up as the person that you want that child to see and that you want that child to be? So as a mom, I knew it was super important for my boys to see me as an example, not only of a mom, but that they would migrate towards the woman that they are comfortable being with. So if they are comfortable being with someone who is really powerful in her own right and speaks her mind with love, with conviction, then that is the woman that they will migrate to. Conversely, if they are used to seeing a woman who doesn't speak her mind, who doesn't take care of herself, who puts everyone else first, first of all, that's their example of themselves in the world and that they will use that example because they don't know anything else until they decide, hey, this is not what I want to do. And then that's the woman that they will migrate to because that's where their comfort level is. Again, until they realize or decide, no, not what I want. So where is that peace that you are bringing into the world? What you want everyone else to see? How you want them to be treated? How you want to be treated? How do we act towards others? And how do others act towards us? Is it in full alignment of your divine being? And if it's not, let's fix it. <laughs> let's fix and get you to where you want to be. I love this. This came from one of my coaches when I lived in Austin, Kate. And she said, clean up your side of the street. And that's always sat with me. I invite you to do that. Look at your side of the street. Don't look at everybody else's. Like, just ignore what everyone else's side of the street looks like. How clean is your side of the street? Are you speaking clearly? Are you really communicating what you need? Do you even know what your needs are? That took me a while. It took me years to know that I was worthy of having my needs met. And I came from a long line of women who did not get their needs met and who just worked from sun up to sun down and beyond, did not take care of themselves really well, did not take care of them, their needs and pass that on. Like this is how a woman is in the world and just do it. And so it was up to me 
to shift and clean up my side of the street because I realized this is not how I want to be in the world and there's got to be something more. And I realized there was a hell of a lot more to experience and to be and to enjoy and to feel love around. And so when she said that, clean up your side of the street, I thought, yeah, my side of the street needs to be cleaned up. If I'm expecting this from everyone else around me and I'm not delivering it, I'm not being clean in my commitment of self, my commitment to others. I'm expecting you to clean it up, but I'm not cleaning up my own side of the street. So yeah, I'm using her term, clean up your side of the street. However that looks for you. What does it look like for you? What does a clean side of the street look like for you? Take everybody else out of it. What do you need to do to be really clear in your communication with yourself, with others around you, and in your life? Like, what does that really look like for you? Ah, powerful lessons from my four-week-old nephew. (laughs) And I think I'm still getting pieces that um, he was teaching me in those short little five days that we were together in our little love bubble, our love bubble of smells and sounds and mm, 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 mm. is there anything sweeter and pure than a brand new baby? I don't think so. (laughs) I would love to hear your comments on how you show up in the world and how others are showing up for you because that's a great mirror on how you see yourself is how others show up in your life. Is your life celebrated or not? Do others around you respect you or do you have to demand it? Do they talk to you with love or do you need to get some clarity around how people speak? And when I say this, this doesn't mean that everything is roses. We can still be angry and mad and pissed off and speak clearly about what's going on. It's in those little moments when we're pissed off that we really know what's going on because anger is a really good thing. It means something's wrong. This was really fun to talk about because... I get to really cement myself into what it is that I'm here to do and to talk about women. I love women. I love men too, always, but I love women. I love our sisterhood. Oh, I hope this has served you and I would love to hear your comments on your clarity around how you show up on all aspects and how others show up for you on all the different levels that you've created in your life. Thanks so much for listening. And thanks to my producer, Margaret Spencer. You can learn more at taradavis.me. Catch this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Any information we talked about today will be in our show notes. 
And while you're listening, be sure to click on the subscribe button so you'll always have the latest episode ready to go. I'll see you right here next week.